Hi, everybody. Hi, Tanika. Welcome to Not Your Mama's Drama. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. So, Marianne, what's going on in your life? What's your drama today? My drama today is this thing that I call a health reset or just trying to be a little bit healthier every year. And I do this usually towards the beginning of the year, but really at any time of the year. But right now we're in month four. So it's kind of time for me to like evaluate. Is my health reset working? Should I keep going with this? You know, what what should I do? Um, but I'm constantly looking for different ways to be healthier and stay healthy. Because, you know, as you get old, things start to change. You, you, It's harder to lose weight. You feel your skin changing. It's just this whole ordeal. So absolutely. How about you? What do you what do you think of the health reset? Do you take part in any any things that at the beginning of the year you kind of say, well, I'm going to do this kind of like resolutions, you know, like a New Year's resolution? So typically, um, I would say I used to say like at my 35th birthday, for example, I would say I'm going to lose 35 pounds by my 35th birthday. And when you're 35, you kind of can. And my birthday's in March. So I would give myself three months to lose 35 pounds. That was, you know, um, uh, uh, attainable. It was not quite, um, it was not unrealistic at 35. Mm -hmm. But at 45 plus, (laughs) it's a ridiculous goal. And so I try not to do that anymore. I try not to put that stress on myself because then if you don't do it, then you have this failure syndrome and but I set myself up to fail, you know? So that just makes no sense to me anymore. I'm too old for that. I'm too smart for that. So what I try to do is just uh, incorporate um, a healthy change from time to time. And now I'm doing actually a big overhaul on my health, but it was not to lose a specific number of pounds. It was to do things like uh, make sure my cholesterol is in line, make sure my blood pressure is good, make sure my mind is better because when you eat well, you think well, at least in my opinion. I think that's a fact, actually. That's not just my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what I've been trying to do recently. And how's it going? Um, you know, I'm still human and I am still over 40, so it is still very difficult. However, I'm drinking a ton of water. I am eating a ton more vegetables. And whilst I may have cake, I won't have as much cake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You can eat your cake. Just don't eat the whole thing. Just don't eat the whole thing. It's really interesting when you do these diets and you go through, or these like health changes, right? And you Mm -hmm. speak to a nutritionist because I always thought that I ate really healthy. And then I went to a nutritionist to to a program to lose weight and they kind of walked me through everything that I was eating and the amount of sugar that I was eating, the processed sugar in in things or like protein bars, I loved them and I would eat two and they were like 300 calories each and had a ton of, of, of sugar, but they were so delicious and I just couldn't stop at once. I would have one in the morning and one around lunchtime and, you know, like if it was a cookie. But it's not a cookie. It's like a whole meal. So it's interesting, like these games that we play with ourselves thinking like, oh, yeah, this is healthy or 
nuts. Nuts are healthy. Let me just have a whole handful of them, but a big one. And they're just full of, you know, calories and fat, good fat, but um, it's, it's an interesting exercise. So all that to say that I did go to a nutritionist um, one time and just kind of learned like the amount of calories that I was putting in my body and how it's just math. Like it's never going to get you the result that you want if you're putting too many calories in you and, um, and then just making sure that they're healthy calories. But I have to say that it's much harder for me to lose weight now because I'm not as willing to suffer. Like I don't want to be super hungry. I want to continue to have my wine. If my friends ask me to go out, I want to be able to go to the to the restaurant and you know partake and eat everything. Um, but I am more conscious of just being being healthier. So right now I'm doing this thing called. Um, just like the no sugar thing, like trying to quit mm-hmm. sugar because I eat way too much sugar. I could just be eating sugar all day in fruit or a cookie or, you know, a muffin, just a ton of things. So I have stopped that for, I, I think I'm on week maybe five or six and I kind of quit cold turkey. And then two weeks later I might've had, I don't know what I had if it was a piece of cake or something, but I have cheated here and there. Um, and it doesn't even taste the same, or maybe it's the guilt that's that's <laughs> making it not taste the same. It's uh, definitely just, the guilt. Yeah, right. It's the guilt. <laughs> like yesterday, I ate a donut, and I was like, "This does not taste like it's worth it." <laughs> I have broken my quit sugar streak, but um, I do feel better. I, I'm not as hungry. I don't wake up hungry, and I just feel more alert. So it's it's interesting how sugar is, you know such an addiction and makes you feel so, so crappy. Um, but it, I also wanted to talk about like all of these celebrities do a health kind of thing and they market it really well. And I don't know if they create this themselves or if they have a whole mm-hmm. marketing team and it's a whole campaign. And it always makes me want to feel like, well, I need to do, um, I think one, one celebrity called it the year of health and another one called it a health reset. Um, so I'm like, I need a health reset or I need to do a year of health. So do you name your challenges? Do you, do you talk to yourself through them? What, what do you do? Oh, it's called suffering. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm trying to get better. I'm really trying to, uh, so I've been doing affirmations and I've been trying to, um, you know, just look at myself in the mirror dead on and say, you can do it. You're doing great. You are great right now, today, as you are, but, you know, I can always be healthier. My body has gotten me so much in my life, meaning, don't take that the wrong way, (laughs) meaning I have healthy children, I can work, I, you know, I do, I can climb a mountain, I've done it. You know, there are so many things that my body is capable of, and I'd like to celebrate my body and just say thank you to my body. That's something else I've been doing lately. Just thanking myself, thanking my body for getting me to where I am today because I can't keep beating up on it. Mm -hmm. I I was just talking to my kids um, recently. I don't know why we were talking about this, but body image for us back in the, the 90s was a very different thing than what they're showing us 
now. Like right now, it's very positive. It's very Lizzo forward. It's very, you know, you can have stretch marks and you can you can be a regular person and still be quite beautiful. In the 90s, if you were not paper thin and I have blonde hair and blue eyes, then you were not considered beauty. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once as a black woman, once we started accepting our own hair and all that and our skin, because I actually do love my skin. I think it's pretty, pretty dope. <laughs> and I've I always love, thought that. I love my skin, too. That's interesting that you say that. I love the color of my skin. I, I, yeah. I take care of it. I'm very into my skin. <laughs> yep, me too. And um, and so I just feel like the body image now that I have is so much healthier than when I was, say, 17. When I was in high school, oh, my God, it was mean girl syndrome was a real deal thing. Mm-hmm. And I suffered from that. So now I'm trying to celebrate myself self as opposed to the suffering that I did for so many years prior to now. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I'm very I know that there's Instagram and all of these images that kids have to compare themselves to, but there's also so much diversity that was not around when we were their age. And just to be able to have someone that looks like you represented I mean, even for me, there's commercials. And before, moms didn't look like that. The mom was still the blonde woman, the white woman, the very thin woman. Um, and you you couldn't see yourselves in them. But now you look at TV and you see people that represent you that you can feel like, oh, do I, I look like that? Oh, well, I look pretty good if I look like that, you know? <laughs> well, it, makes you, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you're worthy Um, And just seeing imperfection in people that are wearing bathing suits, seeing imperfections in people in in your body, because you can't control when your body's growing and you have a whole bunch of stretch marks. You can't control how much cellulite you you have. Those are actual things that you just cannot control. You can kind of try to work with them a little bit, but you're going to have some. You will have some cellulite. You will have some stretch marks. And it's really great to see that people are being represented as real people. Yeah, I love that I about the media nowadays. And that there's so many people of different sizes. So, you know, I've always considered myself like to be a very large woman. And when I look at t- it on TV, there are women that look like me. There are women that are tall. There are women that are voluptuous, you know, and it's, I guess the Kardashians have helped us a little bit, but Jennifer Lopez, all those people. <laughs> <laughs> All those people have had have had to help. They've made it at least a trend to 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 have some badunkadunk. Um, I want to agree, but I can't. I'm just not a big fan of the Kardashians. Yeah. But I'm sure they are they are body positive forward as well. I'll I'll give them that. In but I've never ways, seen the show. I guess in some ways they might be positive body positive. You're right. In other ways. They might not be, but, um, but, and I'm not a huge fan either, but I do think that maybe people like that have changed a little bit what, you know, beauty, beauty looks like, um, in terms of just having a different body, although they're kind of inflated everywhere, right? Those Kardashians. Yeah. That might yeah. not be a great implementation. <laughs> I don't know how natural that is, but I do find like great inspiration in, um, Latifah and um, the lady from Orange is the New Black. I forgot her name. Dana something or other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dania, I think. Dania. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you, and and the other lady from Orange is the New Black, I don't remember her name. I'm drawing a blank, but those are the people that I can kind of look to as well, um, just to say they they absolutely look like me. And here's the thing that I've taken away as I get older, even if they don't look like me, even if I can't find myself on a TV screen, it's okay. I'm still great. Mm-hmm. I'm still celebrating myself. And I'm really happy that I'm finally at a place where I can do that. Right. <clears throat> but I do think it's kind of a human need because when you look around, like you want to see yourself. I always remember as a kid yeah. on TV, excited for the shows that came around on, what was it, TGIF on Friday? Thank goodness it's Friday. And all these family mm-hmm. shows came out and you saw some families that look like you. And I look forward to that because I wanted to be able to see myself in, in some people. Um, but yeah, definitely being able to, um, to see all these different me- media images helps a lot. So what um, do you do in terms of like vitamins and do you take part in any stuff like that? Like to re- recharge you? Do you believe in vitamins, I guess? A little bit. And that's kind of new for me. So I've, I've been uh, probably post-COVID, I've started taking vitamin C. And I feel like that is really helping me with my skin and with my um, immunity because mm-hmm. I don't believe I've been sick very much. Now, there's also all the hand washing, the hand sanitizing, the mask wearing and the being away from people. Mm-hmm. I know all of that plays a part, but yeah. I'm also taking the vitamin C. And I take a, um, a probiotic. I think as you get older, <laughs> that's like necessary. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> these problems, so, yeah. All these problems that people have when they get older. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, probiotics are, are super important. And I don't really take vitamins because I like lack the consistency to take vitamins. Like I just forget, I'll have all the intentions in the world and we go buy our vitamins and then I just forget to take them. But I especially like the ones that um, like our collagen and help your, your, your skin. And they have a whole bunch of other stuff in there, but I like the, the anti-aging ones are the ones that I'm most for, but I just forget to take them. I, I cannot, I've never been able to. So in my healthy reset that I started in January of this year, one of the things that I'm working on is getting the vitamins, minerals, nutrition, nutrition from my food. Mm-hmm. So I'm eating tons of, you know, I cook a lot. Oh my God, I'm so sick of cooking, which is why it's hard to stay on this program. But, um, you know, I'm making things myself. I'm eating a lot of raw vegetables. Um, my snacks are like, oranges and prunes. Again, that goes back to the probiotic thing, but whatever. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm just eating a lot more whole foods. And a lot of that is very helpful with all the vitamins and minerals that you Mm -hmm. need as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I do try to eat, like I do go on these kind of healthy trends where I'm like, okay, I'm going to cook everything that is, um, like out of vegetables and all stuff that grows from the earth and try not to do processed stuff. Um, And I feel like in my house, we've made, we've made progress. Like when I go to the grocery store, I can see 
that I'm shopping the outside of the grocery store, which is all the fresh stuff. It's all the the stuff that that was, um, you know, it's the the chicken and all the meat and it's all of the milk products. And then you go and it's all of the vegetables. So I don't go through the middle of the aisles as much, except for like a couple of snacks for the kids here and there. But we have made a, a huge change in that way where there's not as much processed food and I don't even um buy as much processed food like when you go in this new house that we moved into we um knocked down the pantry to open up the kitchen and Mm -hmm. my husband's like well what you do you need a pantry what are you gonna do where are you gonna put the food it's like I just don't buy that much stuff anymore I really buy stuff that is just going to that we have to consume because it's gonna expire so a lot of fresh food um, yeah. So I don't have as much of a need to put to put stuff away. So you make these changes, and then you just slowly start to really incorporate them into your real into your life, right? Into your everyday life, and I I think that's good. That is good. Now I have to give a, a personal um, confession. My pantry right now is filled with a whole bunch of crap. I'm not eating it. But my family is still, you know, we still have soups and, you know, pasta and spaghetti sauce and maybe some chips, a few cookies. I don't know. But it's packed. (laughs) And you're not touching it. I'm not touching the stuff. It's bad for me. Yeah. (laughs) As they get older, they won't touch it either, hopefully, right? They probably won't. My kids don't really like sugar that much, which I'm so thankful for. And the little one doesn't like bread. Like I I couldn't have asked for a better blessing. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I didn't like sugar. So here in our house, two people don't like sugar and two people love sugar. And it's myself and my youngest daughter. And it's bad because then I have a companion, you know, like, okay, let's go make those cookies. Let's go buy that ice cream. We should really go to Cold Stone and get, you know, whatever. We deserve it, right? So right. she's always up for a treat and that doesn't help me. What about sleeping? How do you how do you sleep? This is always a super interesting category. For me, I sleep pretty well. So here's the thing. I'll go through periods. Uh, you know, maybe I'll have high stress. Something's going on at work. Something's going on in my personal life. And then I won't sleep for a few days. But in general, overall, I go to bed by 12. I wake up at eight, eight hours every night. Oh, nice. I sleep yeah. like a bear too. But I, <laughs> but my, I, I mean, like I sleep like a dead person. And if I don't sleep, I get so cranky. Like it's an essential part of my life. I need to rest. I need to sleep. And I, I don't always get eight. I usually like I get seven. And then once the weekend hits, like I recharge and I'll do like nine hours, at least one day I need to do nine or 10 hours and make up for, yeah. for the other days. But I'm always very thankful that I sleep because I have a lot of friends that don't sleep very well. And they, they struggle, they struggle to sleep. I just like I put my head on the pillow, I don't need anything. And in three seconds, I'm out like a light. Me too. Me too. I sleep very easily. I sleep very well. So that I'm very blessed with that because I have a lot of friends, like you said, that can't sleep or they wake up a hundred times in the middle of the night. That's unless I'm going through something. Unless when I started this diet, actually, my mind was going through some weird changes and I kept having these crazy dreams like 
you know, a lamp was chasing me or, you know, just very <laughs> weird, weird dreams. And Deep it was very difficult dreams. for me. To yeah. So it was very difficult for me to sleep for the first, I would say, two weeks. It was odd. And I was so unrested and I had headaches and the whole nine because I couldn't get, I need rest too. If I don't have the, the proper rest and I have the headaches, the irritability, you know, I'm just not firing on all cylinders. So that was tough. But then I got through that and it was much better. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel for my friends that can't sleep because it's so essential for me. But my my times are way earlier than yours. Like I go to bed between 10 and 11 and I wake up between five and six in the morning. That's not for me. That's not the <laughs> life I, I need to live. <laughs> it's just a different schedule, but it works. Yeah. So my my next category is prevention. And I have to say that I am horrible at preventative care when we talk about um, being healthy. So I'm very, I'm very healthy in terms of like, if I get a cold, I'll go over the counter and I'll get everything that I need to take care of myself. Like I could handle anything over the counter and I'm super um, like diligent about taking care of stuff. I am not diligent about going to the doctor, which is kind of counterproductive, right? Because I'm eating all this healthy stuff all the time. I'm going, I'm going through like these exercise routines and trying to be really healthy, but I'm not really like getting checked. That's not my story either. I go to the doctor all the time. Oh my God, my fingernail is hurting. Let me call and make an appointment. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm okay. <laughs> I never go. It's so bad. Like I can't, I can't, we, th we were talking about this. I can't remember the last time I went to the doctor, but I'm pretty sure it was 2018. The last time that I really went to the doctor. Last month. I went last month. I'll likely be there again. Different doctor, but I'll be there in J July. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I go to the gynecologist and I go, you know, because I feel like, yeah, you know, if they say I'm okay, then I'm good. What do I need to do <laughs> for? You know, they've talked to me about my heart. They check my blood pressure. You know, I'm good. So I, I am not as diligent as I should be. But, you know, I, I need to, like, for example, colon cancer, I think, is, a, is something that people need to be aware of um, yeah. and need to get checked and talk to a doctor about if you have signs. Um, and just different things that different ailments, different areas of your body that, that hurt you. You know, I'm not saying you have, you have to go all the time, but I do think that I really need to get better about going at least once a year to, to a doctor. Yeah, I would completely agree. Now we're not medical professionals, so, you know, this is just in our experience, but I think the colon thing, I think you have to start that at 45 now, I believe, because, well, you know, I started. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. I know. But I feel like if you have some issues, like why wait till 45, you know? Yeah, 100%. Like start, yeah, like start going early. And, and so many people have stomach issues or like once you get past 35, I think. I would say so many of my friends, including myself, lots of stomach issues that we really should like start going to professionals for and not yeah. seeking over the counter remedies. Cause um, yeah, those, those things creep up on you. Bad news creeps up on you and you need to be aware of it. 
You do. Another thing that we should uh, talk about, or not really talk about, but just mention is um, also an annual breast exam. That's very important over 40. I agree. And people say that it hurts, and that's not my experience. Like, I feel nothing. (gasps) Oh, it hurts. Oh, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. I, I have no feeling. Like, it's nothing. Nothing is happening. Interesting. Because first of all, it's awkward. And then second of all, she's cramming your... I've always had a woman. That's why I say she. But the person is cramming your boob into this plastic casing thing and then slamming down the casing. Maybe I've had gentle people. But they're like, oh, this will be a little uncomfortable. And they slowly bring it down. It'll only take a second. They take their pictures and they're done. It's It has not been horrible for me. Okay, I won't say it's been horrible, but it's not been pleasant. Not one time has it been pleasant. Not once. Really? Yeah. I, I'll take that over a pap any day. I think paps are so horrible. Um, uh, yeah, that's uncomfortable too. That's like embarrassingly uncomfortable because <laughs> you're just kind of butterfly there on the table. Yeah. <laughs> and they're starting to get a bad rep too. Like my daughter was like, I heard that when you go to the gynecologist, they cut a part of your uterus and something that's called a pap smear. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Misinformation here. Yeah, they just scrape a little. Not even, I wouldn't even say scrape. Yeah, it's just a little swab. You'll be fine. Yeah. We yeah. can all do this. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. And well, I was also going to say that we should talk about um, blood pressure, right? And and sugar, getting your, your sugar levels um, measured regularly. Because I think that stuff creeps up on you too. You know, you start thinking... Yeah. I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. And then when you go, your blood pressure's through the roof. And I've had a couple of times that I've gone, you know, in 2018 when I went and they're like, well, your pressure is a little high. We should start watching it. And I was surprised that they said that it was close to being a problem. Yeah. And that is something that I get. I have a blood pressure monitor at home because both of my parents were diagnosed with high blood pressure very young. I think my dad was like 15 or 16 years old. So it's absolutely hereditary for me, which is why I look at it a little bit closer than mm-hmm. probably the regular person. And I've been looking at it for years and years and years. So we've always had an at-home blood pressure cuff and I'm okay. You know, it's not amazing because it is hereditary for me, but mm-hmm. um, but it's not bad, but I do absolutely check that at home. And then I go once a year for the my um, primary care. Also do the blood work that you mentioned so that you can check your blood sugar levels, your cholesterol, you know, the vitamin D levels and all of that stuff that they check. So I would highly recommend that you find a primary care and go have a chat. Get get some real data, not just like, I feel fine, you know, yeah. real, real numbers. <laughs> get some professionals to tell you you're okay. Yeah, I think- yeah. I think that's going to be my goal for this year, for sure, to really begin to go to the doctor regularly and and to establish some some care because it's starting to count. And we regularly go to dentists included, some of the other people, but we just 
don't do well, at least for the adults in this house, we don't do well with preventative care and we need to get better. Do you still take your kids? Because I believe they're both in the age of wellness visits. So do they still go annually? They go like on the clock. Like it's, they have um, summer birthdays and I always, always take them um, because it's so easy to, to take kids. I don't know. And I feel like the doctors, you know, they expect you to take them. But in my experience, when I go to, to my preventative care visits, I feel like the doctors are like, why are you here? You're fine. We should be be spending our time on people that have real problems. That's kind of how I felt. So I need to find a good match. You do. I don't think even if you've had that experience, maybe you should find a different doctor. But uh, in general, I don't think, well, none of my people have ever made me feel like that. They're Mm -hmm. always very um, like, you know, it's great to see you. Let's check your numbers. Let's make sure you're still healthy. Let's make sure you're on track. Yeah, that's probably the benefit of going to, do you go to the same person for a long time? Mm -hmm. Have you gone to the same person? Yeah, I need to find my person. That's my goal for this year. Find my person and start getting checked. There you go. I'm going to give you three months. (laughs) (laughs) You have a deadline. (laughs) That's true. I work well with those. So yes. I'll accept it. Challenge accepted. I need to go to the doctor. (laughs) This is a simple fix. I can do this. I could just make an appointment and go and follow up. And yeah, I'll do this. Absolutely. I learned something today. I think this was a really, really great chat and I'm going to do better. Yeah, I agree. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, w- I was just going to close it out, close it out and say that we're going to look for some experts too to come in and to tell us just a little bit about maybe what we should be doing. Maybe talk to us about things that we think we're doing well and and um, we really need to take a look at. So getting some expert advice on here would probably help me and urge me to go to the doctor more. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to schedule those for us. That sounds good. So I would love to speak with um, a heart doctor. Because I've also had, like I said, with the hypertension in my family, we've also had some, I think it's cardiovascular problems Mm -hmm. as well. So I would love to speak to someone who could, you know, make sure I have a happy heart for a very, very long time. I'm going to get that for you. I'm going to get that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So it's been great. And I've definitely learned some things. Um, I hope that our listeners have enjoyed it and learned a few things. And if you're not going to the doctor, maybe consider. Um, <laughs> Make a get change. yourself checked out. Great. So thank you for listening, everyone. This was Not Your Mama's Drama with Marianne and Tanika. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.